You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Everybody, welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, uh, still traveling, and uh, are in uh, actually West Texas still. And with me always are my good friends, Jay from the Hills of Texas, and Shannon G and Mesa AZ. Yeah, there we go. Shannon's the only one back at the house. <laughs> uh, is the temperature still hot over there? Not I as hot. I think it was like 106 here. today. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that is, it's oh, sweater weather for me. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> sweater weather. <laughs> sweater weather. More like sweater, uh, sweating awesome. weather. Cold. Sweating <laughs> weather is good, yeah. Well, uh, Shannon uh, is joining us uh, fresh back from a trip. But before we get uh, started with that, uh, he's got some good news. I yeah, think. so uh, as, as most of our RC audience knows, there's this big thing called remote ID that's supposed to sweep the nation here in September. And and one of the elements of that is clubs that have applied for the uh, FAA recognized identification area or the FRIA, as the uh, acronym goes. And uh, our club had applied earlier in the year when they started you know, opening it up for us to apply. And we apply through the AMA uh, to do that. But our club mm-hmm. president did all that, got all the stuff filled out and we've been seeing you know this club gets it that club gets it and you know we were just kind of waiting 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 and uh, sure enough this week we got the good word that uh our field the arizona model Precision air park has been uh, granted the, the fria so for all of our events going forward it, it really makes things easier and you know you don't need to have you know the the transponder that we're supposed to have if you fly outside of a fria and uh you know we've got some big events coming up here real soon we got the scale masters again in October, which I'm actually going to be competing in and uh, for hopefully a, a trophy. We'll see. But, uh, and of course, uh, the go. Jet Rally and our our uh, our favorite event, of course, the uh, Arizona Electric Festival coming up in February. So, so yeah, so it's exciting just to hear that. It's coming up yes, fast. it is. Too fast. Yeah. <laughs> How long did that take, Shannon? Well, the good news is, though, uh, yeah. How long, did, how it long take? did it take to get that? Oh, how long did it take? Um, I'm trying to think when the when Gary submitted it. It was probably February or March. I think we submitted the paperwork, if I recall correctly. So a couple months. So about six months. Yeah, about six yeah. months. So it, it's, it took a little bit of, of time. Okay. I know there's some that are still waiting. You know, and I've heard there's a couple clubs locally that that have mm-hmm. gotten it. Uh, Casa Grande. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Do you know? Did Sun Valley Flyers get theirs yet? Or uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we got ours. I'd have to double check, but I, yeah. I thought I got an email a while back that said gotcha. that one. Cool. So they were pretty quick with ours. Uh, yeah. So I really wasn't part of the process because cool. it was like right before or like right after I became president is when it happened. Because I kept asking, like, do I need to apply for anything? And they're like, no, no, no. And all of a sudden, boom, apply. And Gary. Porter, our current president, jumped right on it, and we're good to go. Gotcha. Huh. Yeah, because what I've been hearing from a lot of clubs and from a lot of people on the net that nobody had gotten their FRIA yet. You know, here it is that we're about to go kick off in September with with everything, and 
nobody had gotten a Freya. And so I thought that was yeah, I think, strange that the, you know, once again, yeah, I think it, I think it took them a while to figure out exactly, you know, like what they were really going to accept. Cause I've actually heard ones that didn't get it, you know, for whatever reason. Um, hmm. So it, it's a little, you know, we, and you always get worried. Oh my gosh. You know, you know, what if we don't get it? <laughs> so kind of, kind of shoots, you know, you know, yeah, you know, ha- having, Right. And having de- dealt with the governmental, you know, paperwork, nine times out of 10, there's the wrong word, wrong sentence, wrong structure, wrong yep. something on the form. And then they send it, they kick it back, go, yep, you didn't get it. And then they won't tell you why you didn't right. get it. You just got to look back and just be like, I don't understand. And it happened to me a couple of times with an aircraft registration that got kicked back. You know, they kept saying, oh, you put basically what happened is that, you know, you know where it says like, put your address here and it's always underneath mm-hmm. where it's, you know, you put your address on the top line and it says, says state, you know, all that stuff. Well, on their form, you put it under the line. So if it says address, you put underneath the address, not oh, on top okay. of the line. So the line on top of it was a blank space that was supposed to be blank and they Come kept on, kicking it back. And I'm like, what the heck, you know, I did everything. And then they're, you know, Finally, I called and I was just like, hey, what's the story? And the lady's like, well, I'm not supposed to tell you, but you're on the wrong line. And I was like, what? They would have to be a moron to be able to look at the thing and go, oh, hey, that's not the right address. Or it's blank with it. But then they put the address on this line. Oh, that must be that. They just got it right. Anybody could have looked at that in five seconds and just corrected it. That's stupid. Right. But when you're doing it, yeah, when you're doing it, it's tough. Know because you're just like, wait, I put everything where it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be above the line. So, anyway, so maybe that's why they didn't get it. You know, there's always a uh, something in there that they won't say, oh, you did this wrong, they just send it back or they just don't. Yeah, and I think there were somewhere like you know, how how they how they were oriented or or if they were so far into uh, Mm -hmm. restricted airspace, they were they were and they weren't granting them for some reason. But, um, I do know that for the jet rally, we put in a, a waiver to have a higher ceiling. So I know that's, that's something that a lot of mm-hmm. clubs have been doing. So I think for the jet rally, we're going to have like a 1,200-foot ceiling, which is important. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And we're in Class G airspace. So yeah, that's we, true. We're pretty, yeah. we're pretty well aware of Yeah, aircraft. you should get that pretty easily. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah so. uh, I think because we're still in a Class Delta, it, won't, it doesn't work as well for us. Yeah. They had, they had a contest, an IAC contest one time, but it didn't. They had a couple of, you know things that didn't go well well so they said okay we're moving our iac stuff a little further outside the airport area so anyway well that's excellent uh news and uh and then the other side of that is that you just got back from a trip yes so so, uh, so i went to hawaii with my family and me and my wife my daughter and my daughter's boyfriend actually went along too and uh we met up with some of my my uh my uh, wife's parents and her brother and sister and their kids. And uh, it was kind of a short trip. The whole point of this trip was to go to a luau because we didn't, we, we just went a few months ago, well, almost a year ago and we couldn't do a luau. So we actually got to do the luau at the Halikoa. I'm sure you guys are well, where that's the military one. And uh, mm-hmm. reason why I like that one, it's close. You don't have to drive a million miles away because we stay real close to that hotel. But um there was a there was a pop singer in the in the in the late '80s called Glenn Medeiros, and he had like a really popular you know ballad song. Well, he was from Hawaii, and 
here in Arizona, we were the first radio station outside of Hawaii to play the song. So the song broke here. Very cool. Which was really cool. So, and I was, you know, I was like in high school and it was a big deal. And actually I actually, when he came to perform, like I, I got to be part of a meet and greet. So I was just, you know, I was kind of a fan, you know, it was Glenn Medeiros, I think I said his name. But, but uh, so he's the host of this show at the Halikoa usually, because he still lives in Hawaii. He lives in, he lives in Oahu, but he wasn't there that day. It was his daughter. His daughter was recently on American Idol. So it was kind of cool, you know, because I, I, when I saw who it was, oh, I'm like, okay. oh, it's, it's his daughter. Lyric, her name's Lyric. He's big, big shocker there. Music, Lyric, get it? But, uh, yeah, but uh, exactly. I actually went up and talked to her after the you show. Wonder I was how like, kids hey. get beat up in school. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah. What well, well, her yeah, brother's name? That. You won't believe what her brother's name is. Chord. Sunshine. C H O R D. Oh, like chord. Music chord. Yeah. Chord. Yep. So there you go. But actually, I went up to talk Very to her. Inclined, I went up and talk because she she's a really good singer too. I, I would talk to her. Hey, you know, I'm a big fan of your dad. Oh, my dad's usually here. It's just this is his night off. I'm like, oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, tell him I said hi from AZ. Of course, he has no idea who I am, but just the fact that I I was from here. Sure. So, so that was fun. But uh, the big thing that I, we fun. got to do also is went to the Pacific, uh, the, the Pearl Harbor Aviation Museum. It's it's changed names a couple times, but it's the Pearl Harbor Aviation Museum, which yeah. is on Fort Island. And Fort Island uh, is still an active military installation, but not to the degree it was during World War II. But if you've seen the movie Pearl Harbor, which I think most of us have, um, there's a there's a tower, the control tower, and there you know there's it was getting shot at and things like yep. that. And and uh, they recently let people start going up into the tower, so we actually got to do that. We did that tour. And uh, they, they act, cool. it's a really small elevator. It's a two-person elevator, like two people and then the operator. Wow. Yeah, and because it has a weight restriction, so we're like, <laughs> okay, two people and the operator. And so it's really yeah. slow. Like it's like you know, I mean, it's better than walking the whole way because that would. It's really a tall tower. But uh, we got to go up there and do that. Yeah. And the uh, the tour guide, um, I'm pretty sure they were military. I didn't, I probably should have asked them, but it seemed like most people that work there, you know, were military or, or ROTC or something, but uh, really entertaining. And he, he would walk you around like what took place on December 7th, like where it was. Cause you can see the entire area, you know, they've got pictures and stuff. Uh, so you can see, you know, you know, Battleship mm-hmm. Row cause the, the Missouri's there where and the Arizona's not too far away. You can see all that. So they really great storyteller. And I just, you know, you know, some of the people were like, whatever board i'm like this is awesome you know good i was really impressed so right that was fun and then um the pictures and i i could take some pictures you actually can't take pictures right over the the active part of the base because there's like there's a squadron of arleigh burke cruisers that that still is there um kind of an oddball ship was the it's called the sea or ship to shore connector so it's basically they took an old, like a tanker, like a like a like a oil tanker, hull, and they like cut all this stuff out of it, and it's like a, it's almost like you know you you load up you load up the stuff to this and then load it onto those uh, hovercraft, and they can also like do repairs and stuff. So it's kind of cool because you don't see them usually, especially in Arizona, yeah. <laughs> so or Texas, except unless you're, unless you're in Houston maybe. But uh, it was uh, it was just cool to see that, and then there was a. Uh, a Los Angeles class submarine was coming into the harbor 
and that was cool to see because you know we don't see submarines here in arizona either so yeah you don't see subs very often yeah so it was cool but they're like oh you can't take pictures yeah. i'm like dang it <laughs> but you could see like you know the, they have a lot of aircraft outside <laughs> of the museum itself which is just you know just really look down there i took some really good pictures of all the aircraft outside which is just mainly as planes get retired and, and helicopters as they get retired there on the island they just kind of throw them in, throw them at the museum so and then the museum cool. um, inside, like their big claim to fame now, they've got a great, you know, World War II Pearl Harbor display. They got a Wildcat, a P-40. They got a zero. They have a real zero. Um, they've got a Kate bomber. They're re, they're restoring the torpedo bomber. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in pieces. It got a B-25. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have the Swamp Ghost, which was a B-17 that landed at Pearl Harbor after the attack. So it was one of those, if you heard the story, there was a squadron of B-17s that was expected to come in, and that's what they thought was the attack force. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it was what it turned out to be. Right. So that one of those B-17s landed, you know, and then, but this one then, it got shot down, I think, in New Guinea. And it sat in the in the jungle and the hmm. swamp for 50, 60 years, whatever. And they basically picked, you know, got all the pieces, and it's brought back and sat in their like rest, restoration hangar, but they're not going to restore it. Like it's just there as they found it. So it's just really, really cool to see this, you know, vintage B-17 pseudo, you know, in its, in its natural habitat. Right. So it's kind of cool. And, uh, that's cool. It's fun. So we yeah. had a good time with that. Uh, I saw a lot of drones, uh, along Waikiki, because we're we're like right, right along Waikiki Beach, so like we were watching the the fireworks they shoot off mm-hmm. at the uh, Hilton Hawaiian Village, mm-hmm. and I swear there was yep. a half a dozen drones like out in the water, like over the water, like flying around, getting video and stuff, and I almost, like two almost hit each other. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, great, we're gonna have a international incident here, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty crazy. You know that seems to be seems to be a common thread because uh, we were uh, up at my in-laws for um, the Fourth of July, and we went out up to the hill. You know, they have a hill that's overlooking the town, and we went mm-hmm. up on the hill, and everybody throws the blankets out. You know, lawn chairs, and they watch all the all the fireworks because you can see. You know, the big display is out over the the, the college field there, and and it was the same problem. You know, as soon as I sat down, I was just like, oh, my gosh, look at that. And then once I noticed the one, there was one um, drone that went zipping by, and then I was following it around. And then when it came back around, they were like, it was like a big swarm of them. It was like everybody had one. And you're right. They were just out flying around. And I'm just like, yeah, what are those? You know, and that's kind of one of those things that obviously they're not in a Freya. Right, exactly. They're out just kind of flying over people. but. Come come up here next month. You know, are they going to have, uh, you know? Yeah, it's weird. I I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't own. Well, I own some smaller drones, but I don't own the bigger, you know, DJI stuff. Yeah. But it's just interesting how that's going to work. You know, Jay does a lot more research on that than I do, but it's um it's interesting, to say the least. Uh. Well, very cool. Was there anything in the aviation museum that uh, kind of caught your eye? I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, but uh, I, I know when I went through, there was a bunch of really cool stuff, but I don't know if they've added anything since I've been there. Um, let's see. So, like I said, in the main display area, they've got, you know, the they've got a beautiful Wildcat. I love the F4F Wildcat 
you know, kind of the predecessor to the, to the Hellcat yeah. and the Bearcat and then all that. But I love that. And theirs is just sure. beautiful. They've got a beautiful Dauntless. I love the Dauntless. I've got a Dauntless sitting right next to me. That's much mm-hmm. I love my Dauntless. Um, they have a TBM Avenger that they're, they're in the process of restoring. Um, they had a Stinson, uh, like the little, you know, grasshopper type, mm-hmm. you know, and, but they, yeah. it was all uncovered. So it was all open. And the guy, uh, like a little tour sure. guide, the tour guide, you know, who was there, um, you know, I, I, I hate playing dumb with those guys because it's like, okay, uh, yeah. you know, don't take this the wrong way, but I probably know more than you. <laughs> he was like showing my, right, my daughter, right. oh, this is how this works and that's how that works. And I'm like, yeah, I already told him all that. <laughs> it's like yeah. the birds and the bees. Yeah, I already know dad. Twice. Yeah, I already know dad. <laughs> But uh, but That's it was cool funny. just to see. That. I mean, you know, and, you know, as uh, as I was like, I asked him some weird questions. Like, well, that's a good question. You know, <laughs> he got all kind of flustered. But right. Good guy. Right. Because uh, I always wanted to be like, you know, my dream job was to be a curator of a museum, like an airplane museum. That was something I always yeah. wanted to do. So oh, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. But other than that, um, huh. well, I'm trying well, to think what else. Yeah, they had uh, you know they they had a lot of the jets outside because they were. They had an event, so they in the one hangar. So they had a lot of mm-hmm. yeah, the F, they, have, they have a beautiful F eighteen. They've got an F F fourteen, of course. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, they got a nice F one hundred five. I love the F one hundred five, and uh, just, mm-hmm. I just love old you know Cold War jets. I'm sure, we all we all do, but sure. um, but yeah, the uh, you know the the, the Wildcat's pretty much my favorite, and then of course we raided the uh, the gift shop. All kinds of cool stuff. Oh, I, was, I was looking for the hat. I had gotten the. Uh, they had a lot of Pan Am stuff. You know the old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got a pretty cool hat, but I can't find it. I don't know where it went. I was like, that's oh, what no. I went to get when I hopped off. When I was <laughs> and it's TSA <laughs> sporting a new hat. Now, I've had it since I came home. That's I worked right. at night, so I was like, it's here somewhere. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, the dog didn't get it. Oh, there you go. That's funny. Well. uh because I knew you were in Hawaii uh, a few days ago, I had a little bit of time in a hotel, and I, I was kind of bored. And so I actually wound up watching um, the final countdown. That was on yesterday. Oh, I watched I watched it yesterday yeah. on Sony yeah. Classics. Yeah, Did I you? love that movie. Yeah, it was an awesome movie. There's some some goofy stuff in it, you know, For but for the time, it was kind of neat. And uh, anyway, it was... Oh, just- uh, I remembered. I was like, "Oh, Shan's going yep. to Hawaii," so it was on. I I want. I think my favorite plane. You know, I love the F fourteen, but my favorite plane is the Crusader, and they have like the the reconnaissance Crusader that they send over Pearl Harbor, and it's mm-hmm. just like to see a real Crusader fly yeah, Pearl Harbor, you know, and it just you know, it's like yeah. I love to love to do that. Yeah, I the only bad news uh, is that they used I think a T six Texan in that movie instead of an actual Japanese Zero. Yeah, well, it's the same ones they've used in you know Tora 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 and yeah Tora uh, Tora Midway. It's like yeah. whatever ones they well, made because there's not very many. No, yeah, there's no. not very many zeros out there. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, but there's it's a still handful. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the average so person fun. has has no clue whatsoever. Yeah. But we know. <laughs> well, very yeah. cool. Yeah, we do know. So, 
Um, I know when you were over there, you were texting us some photos. Uh, it mentioned that uh, they do have an RC event over there. It wasn't really going on at the time, I think. But uh, tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so they're on Fort Island, um, where where the runway used to be. It's 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 all it's changed a lot now, but there's still enough space there. Um, they actually have they 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 had it for a couple of years, and of course, COVID kind of got in the way. But it's called the biggest little air show in the Pacific. And it's an air show, RC air show they have there. And the last time they had it, which was just back in June, I think it was, uh, they had 40,000 spectators. Can you imagine 40,000 oh, people uh, showing up for crazy. the Arizona Drift Festival or the Jet Rally or... Nope. You know, we thought, you know, you know we thought, you know, the uh, the Warbird event we went to in, you know, back in March was a big deal. This is like 10 times mm -hmm. if that. Um, right. But uh, it's in like so most of the most of the aircraft are pretty large scale. You know, there's a lot of turbines. Um, uh, there was some big electric stuff, too, from what from the pictures I've seen. There's a whole website you can go to the biggest little air show, I think, mm -hmm. dot com or something. But um, but they haven't set a schedule for the next one but uh what i think we should do is i think really think we should be there you know covering it live like i mean just you know <laughs> there you go yeah i mean we this should, should be like go. play by play i mean we, we need to be on espn or or something uh there you to, go to, to do this yeah. so if if uh, anybody out there you know you want you want the best play by play for an rc air show we're it uh by by uh, you know that's it by, by we can go out there we're just like we're looking for yeah. sponsors. Yeah, we used to. Well, and you've got you know you've got the aircraft, you know, and you've definitely got the aircraft. I do. So if, I think um, I don't know if it's invitation only, but I think you have to like, you know, you can't show up with a with a slow stick. You know, you know, you've got to have something of, yeah, of, right. of significant. Right. So I figure you know you've got you know a couple of planes like that. I got one or two. Maybe they they let me show up with. You know, I'd be like you know down the bench a ways, but. Uh, I just think, sure. you know, you know, Park Flyer <laughs> Podcast needs to be there for that. I mean, you know, it's uh it's a big deal. Excellent. So maybe we'll put you know, put a donation box out at AEF or something and just look for a spot. There you I go. Guess. Yeah, yeah so there just, you go. Help us get I to Hawaii think, for uh, the I think, I think we're show. I think we're ready for like you know, we're the ready for prime time players. I was I was watching the special on John Belushi and like, oh yeah, he was he was awesome. Like, well we're but we're you know, we're better than John Belushi at uh, RC stuff, so let's uh Let's see if we can get in there. there but, you go. Uh, but yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I, I, That's um, awesome. I saw the videos of a couple of years ago and, you know, they had like 10, 15 dozen, but this past one, it was huge. And just, you know, and all kind of, and to get a lot of local, you know, it wasn't just all our hobby stuff, but you know, the RC stuff was the big draw. I think they had a couple of flybys or whatever mm -hmm. other, of real stuff, but, uh, but the RC stuff was definitely the big draw. So, so uh, let's. Wow. Uh, it sounds like a really great case. trip. I, uh, there's only yeah, one exactly. caveat to the trip. We all oh, came back. I knew with there was COVID. a button in there somewhere. You got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that text. Yeah. Uh, that was my wife. Well, actually, I think my, I think my stepfather, uh, my father-in-law had it first, we think. Because when he, when we got there, they said, oh, he's, mm. he's got the sniffles and he's got a little fever. They weren't thinking anything about it, and then like he was like delirious when we went on the on the we had a catamaran cruise. He was he kind of he, he's like, "Where am I at?" And um, and then my wife started, didn't feel good for right. half the trip, and and then I started feeling kind of lousy, and then my daughter did. I was like, oh. So when we came back, we all tested positive. So my daughter's boyfriend actually stayed here. His parents basically kicked him out, and said, "You stay there until you clear." <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so he moved in for a couple of oh, days. Oh, wow. Which is fine. He's a good guy. We're, we, 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 he's great. So, no, wasn't a, wasn't a big deal. We're good. But, but, yeah, so we're all better now. It's been, it's been over a week. And, but yeah, it was just kind of like, ah, oh, really? That's, that is crappy. Yeah. No, that's one of those things, you know, unfortunately you have to kind of deal with yeah. it. Well, I will tell you that uh, during the recording of this podcast, we uh, want to give a special shout out to all of the people over on Maui. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been some devastation over there with the, the fires. Uh, it's all in the news media and our hearts uh, definitely go out to the people of Maui and, and uh, you know, to anyone that lost a loved one or, you know, definitely those that have lost their their lives yeah you know as far as everything they own has been wiped out in the fire so it's as much fun as you know shannon had in hawaii over in oahu it it definitely pains us to to hear the devastation in maui so we want definitely to give a shout out to those uh and let you know that you're in our hearts and our prayers and it was we were there when it was happening and the emergency broadcast system Mm -hmm. was going off uh pretty regularly and you know you, you just don't realize because it was, it was, you, you know, they weren't showing pictures They were, you know, that you weren't seeing anything. You just kept getting this. Mm-hmm. If you live in this area because of high winds and fire, please evacuate. You know? So it was kind of like very generic and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, wait a second. You know, half of Maui's on fire and then everyone's freaking out. But yeah, it was, right. and we were getting ready to go. So we were kind of like, right. you know, you know, we just kept hearing this go off and it was just on, you know, every channel and it was for the whole Island. You know, they don't narrow it down to one Island for that there it's all the same for them so right. but yeah it was it was it was kind of scary and uh really feel for them so yeah our, our house yeah for all the chains you mean all, all of the islands as yeah as yeah because there was i mean there was a fire because it was really windy i mean it was really windy the last couple of days we were there mm-hmm. so even i think on the big island they had a couple of small fires that they put out pretty quickly but you know they just don't have the infrastructure like we do here i mean we're you know even though we're ready for you know we've got tankers and stuff they don't have those over there they don't think about that you know you know they you know they're yeah, worried about tsunamis don't think about hurricanes like yeah that. right right yeah it's uh definitely a different mentality it was uh i saw some photos where the people were chased off of the island and they were all standing in the ocean because that's the only place that they could yeah. go they couldn't get out they couldn't go up the hill and they couldn't go you know because the, the fire made a big circle yeah. and it was either into the ocean or you know stand there and burn so it, yeah yeah i heard that happen to some people who were in a hotel they had to jump in the pool you know the, the, the hotel was on fire and burned all yeah. around and they had to jump in the pool well i if the hotel is even there anymore yeah that's crazy that's, that's crazy i feel for them so yep. but uh, you know we definitely want to go back yeah we definitely do um when you know you know there's you've been hearing mixed things but a lot of people are saying you know okay yeah, Lahaina and a few other parts, you know, they're they're gone, but you know, the rest of the island's still there, and we still kind of need our tourism dollars. So come back, right? You know? So uh, definitely, you know, that's true. I yeah, can understand like, people out there, but but um, yeah, there's still a lot they got to work through. So yeah, my uh, my son and I, uh, our families were out there during Christmas time, and we were just north of Lahaina, so we uh, we were at the, um, at the point yeah. up there, and uh, we've gone out there once or twice, so. It was just uh, I'm familiar yeah. with the area and I kind of know where all that was. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's crazy and and we definitely you know want to make sure that um, you know it's kind of funny because uh, we 
we've been around long enough that uh i don't know if jay remembers but uh, houston had that big hurricane down in there and it flooded everybody and we had a couple of guests on after the hurricane that talked Mm -hmm. about you know losing rc stuff and you know and we uh, kind of did a podcast and tried to help them and and sent some stuff down to them because you know he had this big project going where he was helping some boy scouts or something we kind of donated some engines or motors and a couple of I think we sent them some foam airplanes and stuff to kind of keep the kids, you know, from they lost everything. And he, uh, he did a good job. So, uh, you know, as devastating as things are and, and when things like this happen, it's, it's horrific. But at the same time, somewhere in there is this spark of imagination and, and just this, you know, coming together and being able to rise out of the flames and still get things done and accomplished and you know, and help those who, who definitely are, are you know, looking for help. So we uh, we definitely, you know, like I said, want to give a shout out to those guys and tell them that they're in our hearts and prayers and, and wish them the best for a speedy recovery, definitely. Well, uh, wow, it looks like uh, our time is up. 30 minutes goes by when you're uh, recounting all of the uh, fun visit from Hawaii. Um, Jay actually was able to fly with Jim after my visit, but I think we're going to save that for our next podcast just to kind of cover some of the things that he went through because there were some antics there, I think, that uh, needed to be addressed <laughs> uh, from what I understand. So. Well, good news. He, uh, he's gotten his dolphin fixed, and uh, we're going to be maiding it this weekend. I think we're going to go out and maiden it. I think that's going to go, oh, good. That's gonna go swimmingly. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, I was a little concerned when I sent that over. That uh, you know, they said the guy said, "Oh, I have five available," and I sold five. It was an eBay uh, offering, and when I sent that over, I was like, "Oh man, I hope he didn't sell out of all of them." But Jay said, "No, he ordered it, and it's on its way. It shows that it shipped." And so I was like, "Ooh, luckily, you know, it, it wasn't that I sent him something that oh yeah, they didn't have any in stock. Thanks a lot." Psych. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Well, we'll be looking forward to hear all about the maiden. Uh, that uh, that will get us uh, into the next podcast. But uh, for now, I'm uh, Michael from Arizona, and I'm Jay from the hills of Texas, and Shannon G and Mesa AZ. All right, we will see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.